Today's program is furnished by Speak the Word Ministries. The Gospel John 1, when it says, In the beginning was the Word. Make the Word your beginning. In every situation, in every trial, make the Word your beginning. Are you hearing me? Speak the Word. It's time to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to teach God's Word and encourage the body of believers. Speak the Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe continuing her message titled, Anointed and Appointed. Speak the Word. You know, Lester Summerall said once, I was listening to one of his messages a long time ago, that the giant termites in the uh, Philippines can eat through a wall, leaving just a thin veneer as thin as a man's shirt sleeve. And we've had walls in other house, you know, where the termites have actually eaten through that whole wall. Because of behind the drywall, you didn't know they were there because the termites had eaten it. And so we had to replace the whole wall. But, you know, saints, Satan is much like that termite. He's slowly eating away at your life. He's stealing and he's robbing you blind, robbing you of your health. He's robbing you of your finances. He's stealing your children. Unfortunately, many are unaware that he is a thief. His damage goes unchecked and the destruction continues. Until you discover it, it's going to continue. In 2 Corinthians 11, 14, Paul was saying in verse 13, he said that there were deceitful workers who disguised themselves as apostles of Christ. In verse 14, but Paul said he was not surprised about this. He said even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So he wasn't surprised that the apostles were disguising themselves. Satan will always present sin to you as something pleasing or beautiful. It's like these TV commercials, you know, on alcohol and and cigarettes. I looked up the definition once for cigarettes once, and here's what it said. It is a cylinder containing narcotic herbs or a medicated substance for smoking. And I know I was fooled by him for more than 30 years smoking cigarettes. But, you know, Satan has to lie to you about what he lures you with or you would never buy into his lies. That's what I, that's, you know, that's my point. He's going to lie to you. Adult termites develop wings so that they can leave the colony and find a new home and help the termite population grow. Satan will try to do the very same thing. When someone gets set free, as shown in, uh, in Luke 11, you know, the Bible tells us in Luke 11 that the, the spirit, when somebody gets set free and the house, the house gets cleaned of all of the spirits, then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they all enter that person and live there, and so that person is worse off than before. It is time that you serve notice on the devil that he no longer has a claim on you. He no longer has a claim on your family or anything that belongs to you. As children of God, we need to start taking a stand. I am just flabbergasted that we are laying down and just letting him walk all over us And he just comes in and like I said, he is uh, just doing damage everywhere. And we're just, you know, if we can't do it, we could call somebody else another Terminator. (laughs) 
You know, that's what you do, isn't it? That's what I did. We called the Terminator. But Satan is the term that he's the one that we need to terminate. We can call another Christian or, or somebody that to help us with it. So we, you know, uh, when he's trying to come together, in other words, whether it's in a home or church or wherever, we can gather in in the name of Jesus. We can gather in His name in His presence. And like I said, he says, "Where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there amidst them." And we can always call for help. We don't ever have to try to do everything on our own. We have to understand that Satan is already a defeated foe. He's already been defeated. And it's time to take back what he's stolen from you. I don't know about you, but he has stolen a lot of things from me. And over the years, praise the Lord, he's given me ways to get it back. and And I have gotten it back. The only thing that I'm working on right now is my family. You can get back material things a lot quicker than you can get back people. Satan stole many things from me, just as he's stolen from all of you out here listening. But God has promised to restore the years. You know, we stand on God's promises. And God has promised that he will restore those years that the locust has eaten. And he will restore what Satan, the termite, has eaten too. It says in Joel 2.25, it says, So I will restore to you... The years that the swarming locust has eaten and the crawling locust, the consuming locust and the chewing locust. He said, my great army, which I sent among you. And in verse 26, he said, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord, your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. We don't have to be put to shame. But there is something that you must do to take back what is rightfully yours. There is a way to get back what the devil has stolen from you. The way you get it back is you must start agreeing with God. You must start putting your trust in his word. Do you want Satan, the giant termite, and his army of demons to continue eating away at your life? That's a question I'm asking you. Do you really want him to continue eating away at your life, stealing your health, your finances, and robbing your blind, and splitting up your families, and stealing your children, and, and gotten the seven-year-olds can't decide if they want to be a boy or girl? Do we want to continue to put up with that, or do we want to do something about it? We think we can't do anything about it, but a lot of times we think that there's a large minority, a large group of people, rather, that are doing all this stuff, but if you would research it, you would find out it's just a very few, and the enemy is working through them. You can't outnumber God, but the only thing he's doing is waiting for us to trust him and ask him. He's going to fight our battles. He doesn't expect us to do it. But he does expect us to ask and be willing. Friends, until you get a handle on your mouth and being uh, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, I cannot teach a message without talking about your mouth. Because your mouth is your greatest enemy. It can also be your greatest savior, not talking about the Lord Jesus Savior. But it can win battles for you or it can lose battles for you. It's all up to you. The Bible will tell you, starting from Genesis to Revelation, even when Jesus comes back in the Revelations, he said that on one leg he's going to say, you know, the Lord of Lords, and on the other says the Word. 
And he says he is the word. And the power is in the word. And when you speak the word, demons flee. You don't have to fight with natural weapons like most people do. All you have to do is fight with your mouth. And like I said, until you get a handle on your mouth, you're never going to be able to stop him and you're never going to get your life back because the only weapon you have to defend and protect yourself and your family is the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, according to Ephesians 6, 17. God's words are spirit, according to John 6, 63. They're spirit and they are life. His words are designed to turn your darkness into light, to bring healing to your bodies and to bring increase into your finances. And when you continue to speak his word, there is absolutely nothing that the word of God can't do. I am a living witness of that. I am a witness to what God can do just by speaking his word and declaring, you know, the declarations and, and confessing and declaring and decreeing his word over my life and over, over my children and, and, and over everything. And it's making a difference. It's making a change. Just you know, prayer works. And I've been praying for my other oldest daughter. You know, you see the change. She still, she has not accepted Jesus yet, but she's changing. God is drawing her. I keep praying for her. I keep lifting her up. I keep speaking, speaking the word. You know, the Lord said that my seed shall be delivered and blessed is the fruit of my womb. You know, and he also says to pray to the God of the harvest to send labors across their path. And that's what we're all about. We're all about harvest. We're about calling in, you know, the lost souls and winning them back. How are you going to take back what the enemy has stolen from you? You're going to speak and prophesy to your situation. That is what God told Ezekiel to do in Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. Your words, you know, let me tell you something. Your words carry more power than you could ever imagine. You cannot even imagine the weight in your words and what you can accomplish with your words once you begin to see yourself as God sees you. And you begin to speak his words. God commanded Ezekiel to prophesy to those dead bones, and he tells us to do the same thing. You know, there's a lot of us out here tonight that are experiencing a lot of dead situations in our life, and we don't know what to do about it. But like I said, Ezekiel was told to prophesy to the dead bones. In 1 Corinthians 14, 1, it says, Let love be your highest goal, but you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. He said because, because Ezekiel was obedient, God was able to raise up a mighty army from those dry bones. But the Lord told him to uh, speak to those dry bones, and actually Ezekiel didn't want to do it at first. But when he decided to speak to the dry bones, the bones began to rattle. And next thing you know, flesh got on the bones. And next thing you know, his life came into him. You know, that's why we were singing the song a while ago. You know, the dead are still being raised. And giants are still being slayed. You know, so not, not, none of this stuff is stopped. And in 1 Samuel 6, 17, 46, said, uh, David prophesied to Goliath and saw his words come to pass. David said, this day, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. In other words, he's, I'm going to cut your head off. 
And he says, and I'm going to give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. David said, all of this assembly will know that the Lord saves with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into my hands. Friends, we need to stop acting like God is dead. He is still very much alive. And he has not forgotten us, even though some think that he has forgotten us. God wants you to follow the example of David when he pursued the enemy to take back what was stolen from him. David recovered all because he obeyed what God told him to do in 1 Samuel 30. You know, when God sends you to do something, you just pursue. When the Lord spoke to me in North Carolina and gave me that verse on uh, identifying the thief, and, and I think it's in Proverbs 6.31, identifying the thief. And I'd always been just confessing the word. And I was asking the Lord about something and that I wanted. And I began to use that and started writing it down. And I began to speak it, what I wanted. And, and he, I, I, I recovered it back a hundred times over. I stand in amazement of his goodness and his mercy and his kindness and his patience. And I thank God for his love, and I thank God, I thank him for his patience with us. I wish I had a little bit more patience, but <laughs> I'm still working on it. You know, God said in Philippians 1, 7 that he that began a good work in us will continue to do so until the day of Christ Jesus. So he began a, he began a good work in me that day that I accepted Jesus, and he's still working on me. I've been reading a lot of chapters on love lately. You know, I've been listening to it at night and reading it during the day uh, because I know that's one thing that really pleases the Lord because he is love. He is love. And I was thinking today because I had to be around a couple, like even with my son, I didn't necessarily approve of the person with him. But I I also realized that uh, I have to love and uh, treat them nice and show love to them because you can't win them otherwise. You know, but if you love them, you're a good witness to them, you know, and, 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 and so that's, that's what I made up my mind to do. You know, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to love on them, you know, and, and I think that's what we have to do. We, and we're talking about the harvest time. There's people that maybe are unlovable or maybe you don't want to love on, but you have to love, you know, my nephew Tim was telling me that. He started going to this place where a lot of recovering druggers hang out and other people in this uh, little cafe or something in Wilmington. And he said he wanted, he was trying to figure out a way to where, you know, he ministered. And so he ministered to people, but mo- all of, most of them were Christians. Then he wanted a way to where he could minister to others, you know, have a chance to witness to others. And he'd been criticized for it, but he says he does it. And, and he says um, uh, he's ended up with several of them coming to the church. And uh, he's become friends with them, you know, and they trust him. And even though the owner of the building is as, as uh, she's an agnostic, ever how you say that, become friends. And, and she started donating to the church and even allowed him to come in there and play the keyboard on their mic night, Christian songs. Well, you, this is how you do it. You know, isn't that what Paul said? He said, you know, he did what he had to do. He became what was necessary to, to win over the lost. 
And, and that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to do what is necessary to win over the lost. And I know sometimes it's not easy. Harvesting lost souls is not easy. But if we love our Lord, and I believe you do, or you wouldn't be here tonight, that we're going to have to look for ways. We can't wait for them to at our front door like the UPS. But we're going to have to look for ways to reach out to people. And, you know, just think how awesome that's going to be the day when Jesus comes back and you're up there and you're running this person and, and, and they're going to know you. And they're going to know, you know, there is, um, I've heard people say that if you, don't, if you don't do it, then God will call somebody else to do it. But I don't believe that's true. I, I believe that everybody, that God has assigned certain people to you. And if you don't do what God has asked you to do, that person is not going to get ministered to. You know, he does call other people to come in and do the work, but he's assigned people to you to minister to. And, and, and that, that's our responsibility is to minister to him. And maybe that's what Tim is doing. He wanted to get outside of the church and minister to the lost, you know, because he was—he wants to minister to the others too, but he wants to minister to those that don't know Jesus, you know. And and you met most of you met him, and he's a very an outgoing fellow anyway. So praise the Lord, you know, friends. Expect the enemy to try and intimidate you. Okay, what do you think he's been doing? All these things going on around you. He's, all he's been trying to do is intimidate us and make us fearful. Satan's going to try to intimidate you, but the Bible says that we will be surprised when we finally see what uh, he looks like. In Isaiah 14, 13, in the Voice Bible, in, in verse 16, it says, People peer down at you from above, and their curiosity overflows, talking about Satan. People will say, Wow, is this the man that once terrorized the world? Is this the one who rocked the earth's kingdom and threatened us with disaster? And I was talking to my son about that today. I said, you're going to look at him. You know, he's nothing. He's nothing. But he's been terrorizing us and the whole world. And God said in the Bible that we're going to look at him. And that's what we're going to look at him in amazement and realize what we've been up against is nothing. And, you know, when you're speaking the word of God and when you're talking, they just tremble. You know, this, the, the demonic spirits, they just tremble at the word of God. You know, you don't have to be afraid of them. They're afraid of you. So if you let him intimidate you, you will be too fearful to even attempt to fight for what's yours. And that's why, that's his purpose, is to intimidate you so you'll be too fearful to fight back to get what really belongs to you. I, I hear people talking about fear all the time. David knew that he wasn't alone, and you're not alone either. David knew he wasn't alone when he went up against Goliath and demonstrated that God was with him, and, and he said, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. How many warriors do we have in here tonight? Let, let's, let me see some hands. If you are a born-again Christian, you are a warrior. And so we don't need to be letting some demonic spirit or devil intimidate us. Notice that before David went up against Goliath, he made a declaration. He told him that he was going to, what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. 
He was practicing God's word based on uh, Romans uh, 4.17, where it says to call those things to be not as though they are. I spend half uh, time every day calling those things to be not as though they are. He knew he was just a, a, a young shepherd boy. He knew it wasn't his slingshot, but the power of God that took out Goliath. It wasn't his slingshot. It, it's, it's nothing that we can do. The pastors, we can't do anything. Only the power of God working through us. We, we can't. It, it's not us that does it, it but it's the, God, it's the power of God, the Holy Spirit living in us, that working through us, that we're able to actually minister to you and save you. I just want to say this in closing. Speak it. It won't work unless you speak it. It's just like medicine. If you don't take it, it won't work. It's like a car. If you don't want gas in it, it won't go. Take God at his word. He will take what Satan meant for your evil and turn it around and use it for your good and his glory. Even if you don't think it will work this time, agree with God's word and don't give up. But be like Peter in Luke 5, where he said, maybe you didn't catch anything the last time you threw in your net or the last time you prayed. But here... The Lord encouraging you. Hear the voice of the Lord tonight encouraging you to throw it in again. Pray again. Ask again. I don't believe you're going to be disappointed. Remember, Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come to give you life. If you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, know that it's only because Satan has been filling you with his lies to keep you out of the kingdom of God. And I know personally that's true as well as all of you in here before you accepted Jesus, that the enemy was doing everything he could to keep you by telling you lies to keep you from accepting him. He wants to keep you out of the kingdom of God. He wants to keep your name from being listed in God's book of life, the Lamb's book of life. Don't let him continue to steal from you. Agree with God's word and live. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance. This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled The Weapons of a Warrior, A Soldier's Handbook for Spiritual Warfare. Do you want to win your spiritual battles against Satan's attacks? In this book, The Weapons of a Warrior, she teaches that when you're in a faith battle, you are there to invade, not retreat. Are you prepared to stand with God at all costs? Pastor Joe shares how God equips you with strength, wisdom, and discernment through His Spirit to stay strong, not only in spiritual warfare, but in daily living. Today, we'd like to send you Pastor Joe's book, The Weapons of a Warrior, a soldier's handbook for spiritual warfare, with your love gift to speak the word ministries of any amount. We're suggesting a gift of $20 or more. 
Write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or make a tax-deductible donation to Speak the Word Ministries with your debit or credit card at 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. Now, here again is Pastor Joe. Father, according to your word, the thief has come to steal and destroy, but you sent your son Jesus that we might have life and to destroy the works of the enemy. Help us, O Lord, to understand that our enemy is like a termite that is steadily eating away at our lives, stealing and robbing us blind, robbing us of our health and our families and our finances. And like a termite, he moves in such a way that we aren't even aware of it until the damage has been done. Help us, Lord, to understand that we are warriors of the King and have been anointed and appointed to do battle. Thank you, Lord, that you have anointed each of us with power to help destroy the works of the devil. We thank you, Lord, that with the help of the Holy Spirit, we will recognize the enemy and be more aware of his tactics. And in the name of Jesus, Satan, we serve notice on you today and declare that you will no longer have a claim on anything that belongs to us. And according to your word, Lord, if the thief is caught, he must give back seven times what he stole. And we thank you, Lord God, that you have promised to restore the years the locust has eaten, and you will restore what Satan the termite has eaten away. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen and amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening, and join us next time here on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word